Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. Let's go straight to the Word of God uh, in the book of Genesis. Okay, so you got your Bible, Genesis, the first chapter. Let's take a look at what the Lord is saying. What I want to talk to you today, using for uh, a, a, a topic, uh, if I can, I'm going to talk about body, soul, and spirit. Uh, talk about the threefold beings of man. Man, God made man in his own image, and we are threefold beings. Uh, just like people talk about God, he talk about the Trinity. People believe that God, they don't understand the Trinity. Uh, thinking that God is three separate persons. No, God, God is God is more than Trinity. God is everything. God, He's 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 He whatever He want to be, and yet He's one Almighty God. Okay, and so God made us, and when when I look at us, we are made up of threefold being: man, woman, boy, child. Uh, we are threefold being, but yet we are one. Look at what Genesis said here in chapter 1 and verse number 26. I'm going to use these verses of Scripture to explain to you and just give us some insight on this body, this soul, and spirit that that make up man. Our makeup is body, soul, and spirit. I just want to scratch the surface to try to explain to us about how it works because many, many years I know I've heard people say, my soul, my soul, your soul, God have mercy on your soul. But most of us don't really understand what the soul is. Uh, what is the soul? Uh, how do you define the soul of a person? And I want to talk just a little bit, not much. I uh, don't have enough time to get too deep into it, but I want to let you know that we that you might understand the body, soul, and the spirit that we are uh, composed of. But look at Genesis. Genesis are one and verse number 26. Here when the Lord God made man, verse 26 said, And God said, Let us make man in our image. There it is. After our likeness. Y'all see it? And let them have dominion over the fish. Uh, of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth up on earth. So this is what God decreed. God spoke this into existence. He said, here's what we're going to do. Uh, let us make man. See, there was no man before God said, let us make man. Let us make man in our image. And you know what? Image is a likeness of something. Image is a shape. It's a it's a, a, a replica of something else. So God has made you and I uh, in the same form and shape and fashion that he is made in. And he said, let them have dominion over, over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air, over the cattle. Matter of fact, man has dominion over everything. Everything. There's nothing in this world as a creature is concerned or animal or whatever is concerned that man uh, doesn't have dominion over. Man may not can tame everything, but it, it uh, tame it, but it can uh, uh, keep it under control. Okay? Yes, so he said, let them have dominion over everything. And you, brothers and sisters, you understand God put us over everything. There is nothing in this world on planet Earth that we uh, don't have uh, control over because God made us that way. We are we are the highest intelligent species that were ever created. Animals are, are are not more intelligent than man. We are the most intelligent thing. Why? Because we are made in the image of God. Now the animals, the birds, and and, and what have you, these creatures, they are not created in the image of God. And, and they don't possess the knowledge of God. They are they are much lower than us. We are the highest uh, and, and most intelligent source of life that God has ever made. Now, notice what he said, verse 27. So God created man in his image. 
own image. And in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish all the earth and subdue it. Yeah, take control of it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So there it is. We see God. God made all these things. Yes, he made all these things. But if you will, you will allow me to back up just a little bit and look at verse number 21. Same chapter, 121. Uh, it says, God created the whale, every living creature that moves, uh, which, uh, which the water brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every uh, winged fowl after his kind, and God saw it was good. And uh, notice what he's saying uh, in verse 22. And God blessed him and said, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill, and fill the waters in the sea, and, and let let fowl multiply in the earth in the, in the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let them bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, beast of the earth after, after his kind. And it was so. 25 said, and God made the beast of the earth after his kind. I want you to catch that word, after his kind, and the cattle after their kind and everything that creep upon the earth after his kind. You catch that word, his kind, and God said it was so. So what I'm talking about, body, soul, and spirit. God made man, and we are threefold beings, so we are made up of body, soul, and spirit. Now, I noticed when he made the animals, the cattle, the creeping thing, the fowls of the earth, they are not made in God's image. So they do not possess a soul. Our animals, our dogs, no matter how much we love our dogs, our cats, and what have you, they don't have a soul. Uh, they just they have a body and they have instinct, but they do not possess a soul. So at, when they die, when 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 I, I had a dog I was so uh, in love with and crazy about, call him Rusty. And uh, he ate better than I did and had the prettiest coat on him you want to see, just black and shiny. But one day Rusty died. But Rusty didn't have a soul. So when Rusty died, that that was the end of Rusty. He's gone. You know, he didn't have a, a soul. That's it. Rusty, when they die, our pets and our animals, that's it. They're gone. They done. They don't have a soul. There is no afterlife for them, brothers and sisters. But you and I, we are, are, are created uh, much more better than that. They are. We have a body, like they had a body, but we possess a soul, and we possess a spirit. And so we see in 26 where the Lord said, 27 said, when God created man in his own image and female in his own image and told them to multiply and replenish the earth, look at chapter 2. Look at chapter 2 of Genesis. Now, uh, body, soul, and spirit. Verse chapter 2 says, and verse number 7 says, check this out. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. There it is. Where we come from? What were we made out of? This old body, skin, and bones uh, was not made out of skin and bones. God made us out of the dust of the ground. That's where we came from. God took this clay, the dust of the ground, and mingled it with whatever he mingled it with, and mixed it with whatever he mixed it with, because he's God Almighty. And from dust, he turned dust into a skin and bone. So the Lord formed man of the dust, y'all see it, of the ground. That's why a lot of times when, when, when people die, you hear the preachers say, dust thou art and dust thou shall return. We're going back to the dust, okay? We're going back from whence we came, this old body is. But, oh, not the soul. Now, God didn't make the soul from the dust. Understand that. Let me read the text. He said, and the Lord formed man from the dust of the ground. There it is. And, and, and breathed into his nostrils of the breath of life. And man became 
a living soul. Y'all see that? So uh, my soul uh, 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 was not made of the dust of the ground. And this life that I have within my body did not come from the dust of the ground. The only thing that came from the dust of the ground was my body. Was your body. That's the only thing that came from the dust. So when God created this body, Adam body, there he was lying there, just a body. No life, no movement, no character, no soul, no nothing, just a body. Okay? Then he made Eve. There she was, just a body. No movement, no life, no breath, no anything, no soul, just a body. Now, what, what good is a body? What good is a body without a spirit? What good is a body, I'm talking about a human body, without a soul? When when people die, when we die and go and be with the Lord, the body at this point is, is, is a miracle, just miraculous how God designed it. When people die, how the body separates from the soul the soul and the spirit separates from the body, and it and it goes back to God Almighty that, that gave it. And so here he said, and God made man from the dust of the ground, and the breath, and God breathed into man's nostril. Oh, yeah, we, we, he breathed into our nostrils, uh, the breath of life. And so when God breathed into my uh, nostril, uh, the breath, see, see, God is life. God is life, and life comes from God. And when God breathed into man's nostril, he breathed his breath into him. Uh, he breathed the breath of life, and then man became a living soul. Until then, he was not a living soul. He was just a body. But God breathed into him, so only God can give life. God created life, and only God can breathe life. And I thank God for breathing life into you and I on today. When God breathed into man's nostril, the breath of life, there it is. You, you, we've seen many times, I've been in a room with people, when they took their last breath, that breath, that's the breath that God breathed into them. When they took their last breath, then the, then the body and the soul and that spirit, they separated. And that, broad, that, 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 that breath of life and that soul departed from that body, and it went back to God. And when that soul departed that body, and that, that, that life left that body, went back to God, there lie a, a, a lifeless body lying there, a lifeless body, just like in the beginning when God created Adam. He was lying there, a, a lifeless body, a lifeless body. And when God breathed into his nostril the breath of life, then he had he became a living soul. So here is what happened when when man uh uh, uh he we uh, make up his body, soul, and spirit. Well, I I understand now, and I'm un, I am understanding that we are body, soul, and spirit. And without the spirit, without the soul, the life is dead. It's lifeless. Okay. Well, you know, I often wonder, and I know some of you have wondered about the soul. Uh, now, there are, there, when, when, when the soul leaves the body, I know some of you have wondered, where does it go? Sometimes people say, yeah, when you die, you're going to go straight to hell. No, that's, that's not so, brothers and sisters. Nobody, nobody goes straight to hell when they die. Uh, nobody right now, at this point, is uh is in hell hell is a, a reserved place uh for the the day of judgment after the day of judgment then hell will, will will get its members but right now nobody i don't care how bad a person was no matter what a person done or how good a person is no nobody is in hell right now i know we read this story about lazarus the rich man and the rich man died and went to hell and lazarus was up in uh abraham but all this was a was a uh, just a, a a parable a figure of speech just letting you know what what one what people go when this life is all over but lazarus but the lazarus wasn't really 
uh, in heaven, and the rich man wasn't really in hell, but God was just showing us what will happen when this life is truly all over. After the day of judgment, this is where people will go. They will separate and go to their place of uh, confinement, the place of uh, 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 bliss, wherever God has designed, after the day of judgment. But uh, before the day of, day of judgment, nobody goes directly to hell. Nobody uh, 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 is in hell right now. Now, notice, notice. I know some people might believe that people go straight to hell when they die if they're bad, and some they go straight to heaven when they die uh, if they're good. But check this out. I want to talk to you just a little bit about uh, when the soul of man uh, departs this body, when this life and your soul, when they leave this body and the body become life, where does it go? Where really does it go? Now, Understanding what the soul really is. I want you to understand what your soul really is. You have a soul. I have a soul. Understand what it is. The soul of man, here it is right here. Your soul is nothing but your mind. It's, the, it's described as your mind, the life, and the person. The mind, the life, and the person, that's your soul. Okay, when 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 Adam was laying there uh, breathless, he, there was no soul. Okay, there was no life. Life life came when God breathed into him. Then God breathed into him the breath of life, and he became. You Notice know what he said: man became a living soul. And before then, he wasn't. He didn't have a soul until God breathed life. So the soul is the life that's in the body. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So now you know what the soul really is. It's the life that's in the body. The mind, the life, and the person. That is the soul. Now you heard people say, oh, he has a beautiful soul. God bless your soul. What they're talking about, they're talking about your mind. They're talking about your life. They're talking about that person. Okay? It's very good good to understand this. you got to understand this. Now, where, where, where does the soul go when one dies? As I said, it do not go to hell. It do not go to hell when it dies. When a body dies, a person dies, and that life, which is that person's soul, it does not go to hell. Okay? I'm going to show you where it goes. Now, if you got your Bible, you got your Bible, turn with me to uh, the book of Revelation. Where does the soul go when 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 that life leaves the body? Keep in mind, the life and the soul is the same thing. The person, the life, and the soul is the same thing. Okay, and the life and the and the, and and the soul and that person when it leaves that body, it leaves a lifeless body. All of this is the same thing. So now I, I often I ask many questions, what is the soul? What my soul let? People talk, oh, Lord, save my soul. What are we asking God? What part of us are we asking him to save? We're asking God to save our mind, my life, and the person that I am. That's what I'm asking him to save. But it's very important and interesting for us to know now uh, that as we, we, we get further, we'll see it if we go further into the text. I won't, don't want to get ahead of myself, okay? The mind, the life, and the person, that's your soul. And that's what God, Jesus, came to save, okay? So where does a soul go when a person dies? Turn to Revelation. Revelation is sixth chapter, okay? As I said, the soul don't go to hell when one dies. I don't care how bad they are, a gangster or whatever, or a murderer. He can be whatever whatever he was. And no matter how good he was, you don't go to hell. I don't I don't I can't find the scripture that tells me when the person that's bad die that that person goes straight to hell. I don't have that scripture. I haven't found it. Nobody has really gave it to me because they don't have it either. Either okay, now Revelation the sixth chapter. Look at verse number nine. Here where the soul go when it leaves the body. Okay, verse number nine. Y'all got it. Revelation. I know you can find it. Revelation 
6 and 9. John was in the spirit on the Lord's day on the hour called Patmos, and this is what God showed him. All right? He said, when, and when he had opened the fifth seal, see, the seal's got to be open, and all these trials and tribulations going to come up on this earth uh, after the rapture. When John he said, when he opened the fifth seal, here's what I saw. I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. So when one dies, when a person dies, their souls goes to heaven, and, and God has a, a a reserved place. He has a, listen to me now, God has a reserved place for the soul uh, when one dies, he breathed into man's nostril the breath of life, and, and, and man became a living soul, and that soul is your mind, that soul is your life, that soul is that spirit, that soul is that person. When you became in a, uh, in a living soul, when one dies, this living soul goes to heaven, and here it is. All right, here is where your loved ones are. Your loved ones and my loved ones, they are in heaven with Jesus, and I saw under the altar. God, this is the reserved place for the soul of the people, and I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. The souls are under the altar. Now, these are souls. Just check this out. These are souls without a body. You follow what I'm saying? We got a body, and then we got souls. So the body is going to go back to the dust, and the soul, the spirit, is going to go back to the God that gave it. So we see now that these, these souls are in this reserved place that God has prepared, and he gave us the name of this, this place, which is called the altar. So God has an altar, and when you and I die, our soul will go and be under that altar. Uh, here it is, right? Under the altar, uh, the souls of God's people will be there under the altar until the day of judgment, until all the other things have come to pass. And God said, okay, enough is enough. This is the end. This is the end. This is the final day. The end of life as we know it. The day of judgment, the day of reckoning, when the Lord come and, and, and call call for the records, call for the report, and say, all right, this is it. This is it. Time will time is coming to an end. Now it's time to answer to God. Remember Paul said in Hebrew 9.27, it's once appointed to man, it is appointed as a man wants to die, and after death, there, there, there will be judgment. So uh, after, after, after God has let uh, 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 the, the angel, the archangel, sound that trumpet, and when that trumpet blows, then life will end and cease the way it is. It's time for judgment, brothers and sisters. This is why it's so important that we understand what the body and the soul and the spirit is all about. Because one day God going God gonna cut things off. Everything gonna come to an end as we know it, and we got to stand before God Almighty and be judged. What's gonna be judged is our soul. And so here it is: the soul of the deceased uh, brothers and sisters. They are under the altar, and they are waiting. For the day of judgment when God said time will be no more. There it is. So the, just imagine, here souls are under the altar. These souls don't have a body. So they don't have a body. They can't roam about. They they don't go downtown. They don't go here. They don't go there. They, they are placed there under that altar until the day of judgment. You know, people. I know people believe in ghosts and haints and seeing spirits and all that kind of stuff. And bodies, bodies are moving around. Look, the devil, the devil is a spirit. God is a spirit. And you know, and the devil, uh, on the only way he can do things, he need a body too. He have to get inside somebody's body to operate. So. These spirits are just floating out here in the world and floating out and roaming around. We don't have we, You know, these spirits, they want to be somewhere. The Bible said when the unclean spirit is going out of a man, 
he's seeking rest. He goes here. He goes there trying to find somewhere somewhere to be. The devil don't want to be outdoors. It don't want to be out just out floating around in the air. These spirits, they want to embody somebody. They want to get in a body somewhere so they can carry out the activities that they want to carry out. So even the devil is a spirit, but the devil seeks a body to get in. That's why it's very important. You and I got to make sure we don't let the devil get in our body because he need a body, okay, to operate in. He, the spirit can't do nothing, but he got to get in the body. So our body possess a soul. Okay, there it is. Well, our souls are under the altar when we die. So that's where our souls are uh, under the altar. Our souls are not roaming. Our soul will not come back to that house. Our soul will not come back to that room. Our soul will not come back and sit up in that rocking chair that we once rocked in. Our souls is in heaven, and they are under the altar. So you don't have to be afraid of those spirits coming back. The devil will make you think that, oh, they're coming back. That's, that's old Johnny here and there. I hear that noise in the other room. That's Johnny in there. No, Johnny is not. No, no, no. That's not Johnny. Johnny is so is is under the altar, and it is going to stay under the altar until the day of judgment when God said time will be no more. But the devil will have us think. The devil will frighten us, and the devil will have us believe that sometimes Johnny will come back home. He better, no, Johnny's Johnny not coming back home. No, Johnny gone, and uh, his flesh is gone, and gone back to the dust, and that spirit, that soul is gone back to the God that created it. So now I understand where my soul goes and where it's stored, where it is stored until uh, the day of judgment is under the altar. I can't roam. I can't, I can't just be a free spirit floating out there in the air, going visiting folks. Go visit my cheering. Go visit relative. No, you can't be a floating spirit. It's under the altar, and that's where you will be until the day of judgment. And then God's going to call for the record. The soul will come out of the altar along with all the other people of God, and we'll all stand before God, and God will judge us, and then we'll be appointed and, and sent to our uh, final place. Uh, whether it's a place of torment, whether it's a place of bliss or happiness or eternal life, uh, glory be unto God. Then we will be free to roam as free spirits. Uh, uh, then, then when judgment is all over and God said, well done, my uh, uh, good and per perfect servant, my good and faithful servant, then our soul can roam. Then our souls can be free. We can fly here. We can go down to the river. We can go down to the tree. Uh, and the, the rivers of Euphrates, we, we can just roam and, uh, and, and fly. We have our wings, and we can appear and go. Uh, after the day of judgment, our soul can go free and praise God in heaven forever and ever and ever. But until then, souls can't roam. Souls don't have free uh, access. They, can't, they, don't, they don't have free course. They are confined to the place where God called they're under the altar. So that's where your mom is, where my mom is, our parents are, our loved one. That's where they are. They are under the altar. They, they can't roam right now. But after the day of judgment, they'll be set free and along with all the rest of God's people, and we can, we can celebrate and we can have a wonderful good time. Now, look at, let's go a little bit further here, talking about the soul of man. I thank God for the soul. Just a little bit about the soul. Um, well, let me give you something about the body. Then I want to talk just a little bit more about the soul. In the book of Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Check this out. Even Jesus, when Jesus came into this world, God Almighty is a spirit. Jesus was a spirit. Jesus needed a body to walk around in. As I said, spirits just can't walk around. God just can't can't be a spirit down here. He needed a body also. Uh, Hebrew, the 10th chapter, verse number 5. Check this out. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body, there it is, a body has thou prepared for me. So when Jesus came into the world to save man from his sin, Jesus was a spirit. 
spirit. God is a spirit. But when God comes to us, when he came to us in a bodily form, a bodily form, a person, a body. So Jesus Christ, eternal God Almighty, needs a body, brothers and sisters, to walk in and teach men and teach women uh, his ways. So God made him a body. He couldn't come down here as a eternal spirit and teach us. He needed a body. So Jesus, God, eternal God, needed a body. Check this out. The devil is a spirit. And that devil needs a body, too, to cut up. He needs a body to cut up in. God needs a body to teach us in. The devil needs a body to cut up in. Okay? Spirits just can't roam and do things like that because we can't see a spirit. We can't see it. So here it is, this body. God made Adam a body. He said he put Adam to sleep and, and formed man of the dust of the ground and gave him this body. So here did we see our Lord and our Savior when he came into the world to save man, to, to give us eternal life, to teach us his way. He had to have a body. He had to have a body. And so God got Joseph. And Mary, they got together, but Joseph didn't have nothing to do with it. So when Mary had that baby, it was it was from God Almighty. God got into that baby's body, and God let that body, that baby, grew and grew and grew. And 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 but God was inside of that body, teaching us His ways. When remember when they found Jesus at the temple, He was teaching the scribes and the Pharisees as a little bitty boy. He was teaching them. God was operating inside that body, and then he grew from a child to an adult, a full-grown man, to age 30, when he'd be old enough to become a, a priest, a preacher, when it's, you had to be 30 years old uh, to become a priest. When Jesus became 30 years old, this is when he began his earthly ministry. Oh, he was teaching before then, and preaching before then. But age 30 was the age he had to be, to be ordained the high priest, to be acknowledged as a high priest. Until then, he just was a baby teaching God's word. But when he was old enough to be the high priest, he was recognized by God to be God's high priest. And he went about teaching man and teaching us God's ways in that body. Now, that body is what went to the cross and died. But the soul and the spirit that was inside of the body was God Almighty, eternal God. Oh, yes, he was God in the flesh, God inside of that body, teaching us, reconciling the world unto himself. So he said, uh, but a body thou hast uh, prepared for me. So we understand the body well. Now I want you to understand uh, the other part, the soul and the spirit, okay? So we know the souls go back to heaven once they die. We know what the body is. Now let's check out this, this soul. Let's check a, let's look a little bit more into this soul, uh, what the Lord said about the soul in Mark, the uh, ninth chapter. He spoke about the soul. It's so important. It's so important our soul is. It's important about your body, but I'm going to show you. I want to show you how your, 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 your spirit and your soul will impact have a great impact on your body, okay? Check this out, Mark 12, chapter. I just want to teach just a little bit this morning, if the Holy Spirit allowed me. Uh, St. Mark, the 12th chapter, in verse number 30, Jesus said this about, he, under, he understood the soul. I hear people saying, well, God don't want your body, he just wants your heart. He don't, he don't want your body. He, he just wants your heart. He just wants your mind. Brothers and sisters, don't be uh, fooled by that kind of foolish talking. God wants all of you. You hear what I'm saying? God wants all of you because the body, soul, and spirit. Uh, I'm going to show you how that your spirit and your soul will affect your body. God wants all of you, every bit of you from the head. He made all of you from your head to the toe. God wants all of you. Remember Paul said in Romans 12 chapter, he said, uh, brother, I beseech you that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God. God wants all of you from your head to your toe. You can't be looking all crazy. You can't be looking all, you cannot, you, you got to represent. 
You know what I'm saying? You you have to represent. You and I, we have to we are representative of Christ. So we can't we can't we can't look a certain way. We we gotta uh, 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 we, I mean, not a certain way. We we can't. We gotta look a certain way. We can't look any kind of old way. That's what I want to say. You just can't go around and look any kind of old way and be any kind of old way. You we you gotta represent God, and when you represent God, you're gonna look a certain way. That's what I'm trying to say. Here, look at look at what he said here in Mark 12 and verse 30. And and thou shalt love the Lord. Here Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord. Thou God, with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. There it is right there. That's what the soul is all about. Love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and and all thy strength. This is the first commandment. So what the soul consists of, again, our mind, our life, our person, our character. All this is our soul. Okay, and the Lord is saying you got to love God with all these things, your mind and your heart. Your heart is your soul. Now, when you say your heart, he's not talking about the blood pump, not look, the blood pump. The blood pump does nothing but pump blood, but, but, the, but your heart is your mind, the heart and the mind. See, these words are used interchangeably in the Bible, and it's used interchangeably with God, the heart is the soul, the soul is the heart, the mind is the soul, the soul is the mind. These words are used interchangeably so you can understand what your soul is. Your soul is your mind. Now, how is your mind? How is your soul today? I pray your soul is well. I pray your mind is at peace. I, uh, I, one, one writer in the Bible said, is it well with thy soul? I pray today that all is well, brothers and sisters, with your soul today. All is well with your mind. All is well with your heart. Don't let nothing disturb your heart. Don't let things in life disturb your mind. Don't let it disturb you because, see, this, this is the soul, and I, I can't afford to let life and what life does uh, disturb my soul and my mind. Uh, because this is the part of me, this is a part of you that's going to live forever and ever and ever and ever with God or from the presence of God. So I can't let these things mess my mind up. Now, let me say this uh, here. It's very important, brothers and sisters, that you and I, that we, we be real, real people of God, that we be real uh, Christian. Now, there are some, I, I won't say, uh, uh, there are some weak Christians, and what we're seeing today, there are too many people in the world today, they're, they're Christian, but they're weak, and they're carnal. And Paul said in the in the book of Corinthians, he said that the, the, a lot of little folks at Corinth, they were carnal Christian. He didn't just say they weren't real, they weren't true Christian. Uh, he, he used the word, they're carnal. But we have to get out of this carnal mindset and stay and be real, true uh, Christian and children of God. Now, what I'm trying to say, now, just the other day, uh, something happened. Everybody can relate to it. In the, they know anything about uh, the music world. Uh, uh, Kirk Franklin got in a lot of trouble by saying some bad, bad words to his son. He 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 said some ugly words to his son. I'm gonna just say it like this so y'all can understand. He cussed his son out. I mean, he 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 reduced him to the lowest degree, called him everything but a child of God. He's one of the greatest gospel singers or gospel producers we know. Well known, Kirk Franklin. And his son uh, 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 put him on, uh, you know, recorded his daddy talking bad to him. Everybody think Kirk Franklin is great. And uh, he is. And uh, everybody think he's uh, all this. But he's not. Okay. And so when his son recorded the conversation, his daddy cursing him out and calling him everything but a child of God, it went viral in the whole world. Ooh, Kirk Franklin said those things. Automatic, you know, it, 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 it irks me and it bothered me to hear that a lot of so-called Christians went to his defense and said, uh, took up for for this man, Kirk Franklin, saying, oh, man, some of these children, they will make you cuss. They will make you say things you don't want to say. Look, brothers and sisters, we are, com we are commanded by God not to say bad things. You know, we are not to talk ugly. God said, don't let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Okay, we are told by God to do it. Watch your words, watch your conversation. We can't go around cussing and saying bad things. And so 
I'll never take up for anybody that's doing anything wrong. And any Christian that take up for people, make excuses for people when they do wrong, they're just carnal. They're carnal Christian. Yeah, they're Christian, but they're carnal. And they need a little bit more Jesus, okay? And I, I was, I'm, not, I'm not saying, I am saying uh, anybody that do wrong or make mistakes in life, we ought to pray for them. Pray for Kirk Franklin. Pray for yourself. Pray for me. None of us are, are completely perfect. But if you do wrong or slip up and say things that are not right, you just need some prayer. You need a little bit more Jesus. That's all. And you're a little colonel. When you get all that colonelness out of you, then those things won't come out of your mouth. So what it just showed me that that he's not where he ought to be. You shouldn't let anybody cause you to push your button to make you say regrettable things. Okay? Follow me what I'm saying? When you get to this point in God, you're grown and mature, you would not let people push your button and make you say regrettable things. This is a true Christian of God. Now, when people can make you say things that you'll regret, you need a little more Jesus. You, but, but I, and, I, and I pray for you that you and I, we all get the, 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 the part of a little more Jesus that we need to make us not say bad things. But I will not take up for you. I will not take up for you. And I don't want you to take up for me when I do something wrong. Don't take up for me, but pray for me and say, well, I'm going to pray for Brother Johnson. I'm going to pray for Sister Joan. I'm going to pray for Brother Henry. I'm going to pray for Brother whoever it might be or Sister whoever it might be. But I will never come to your defense and defend uh, the wrong that you did. Well, them cheering them make you cuss. Them cheering them make, they, they'll dry you to drinking. No, no. If you go to drinking, you're wrong. And I will never come to anyone's defense doing wrong, but I will come to your defense and say, let's pray for the brother. Let's pray for this sister. All right? Because uh, we want to be the real people of God, and because our soul is at stake here. Our soul is at stake. Now, what happened was, uh, the soul, the spirit, the spirit and the soul contaminated the body. Now, let me show you this. Go a little bit further. You follow what I'm saying. Okay. Now, look at what the Lord said. He said, I, I want, I pray God that, you're, that, you, that you, would, uh, you will love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first, this is the first uh, commandment that God has given. Now, understanding the, the spirit, your soul. Okay, your soul is is that that's going to live forever and ever. Okay, take a look at the spirit. Your spirit, brothers and sisters, I want to just define it just a little bit. Your spirit is your character. Your character. Your spirit is your character. That's your person. Uh, you, whether you're a lively person, whether you're a friendly person, whether you're a nice person, whether you're a funny person, whether you're a sweet person, whether you're mean or whether you're bad or whether you're moody, whether you're arrogant, that's your that's the that's your spirit. Your spirit is your makeup. See, the body is the body is nothing without life. The body is nothing without spirit. So. Uh, when you see people around here in their body walking around, what you really like about them, it, it, I'm, I'm not so in love with people's body, but, but we're in love with their spirit. We're in love with their character. What really makes me love you and so fond of you is the spirit that you have. The spirit that you have makes me so fond of you. It doesn't matter whether you are a tall person, a short person, or a heavy-set person. That, that's that, that doesn't define the love that you have for the person. What what makes you love that person so much? Because, look, we love them tall, we love them short, we love them large, we love them all kind of way. What makes us love the person is that spirit. That soul is what makes us love. I'm in love with your spirit. I'm in love with your soul. No matter how you look, no matter how, how tall you are, how short you are, how large you are, I love your spirit. And And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. The body, though, the body, it, it doesn't matter a whole lot. You know, it doesn't, I'm not in love with the body because the body going to change with time. But the spirit stays the same, and the soul stays the same. Y'all follow what I'm saying? The soul going to stay the same, and your spirit stays the same. And this is the spirit of you, body, soul, and spirit. Your spirit is what's going to determine how I like you. 
my spirit is going to determine how how you how you feel about me. Oh man, he's a he's a he's a fine guy. He's a nice man. What 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 make you say he's such a nice man? You're not looking at his body to say he's a nice man. You're looking at his spirit. You're looking at his soul. That the part that makes you laugh. The the part that 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 you're so happy about. It's character. So the spirit is your character. Okay, you understand that? Your soul, your spirit, is that's your character, your makeup. And that's what we miss most of a person uh, uh, when they die and go be with the Lord. What we miss most is their spirit and their soul. That's what we're longing for. That's what we're hurting for. We miss the soul of that person. That's what we're in love with. We're not in love with the body because the body takes on shapes inside. It's going to do what it do, and then after that, it's going to go on be go with be with the Lord. But I want I want to share go just a little bit further, which I'm a little, I'm almost done. So the, the, uh, this is what uh, tells me: uh, Am I going to like you or not? Uh, your spirit, your character. Can you make me laugh? Do we have fun together? Your spirit, that's what that's what our company, that's that's what makes me love uh brother so and so. That's what me make me love sister so and so, the type spirit that he or she might have. Now, but but I want you to understand this. All three makeups are you are very, very important. The body, the soul, and the spirit. All three are very, very important. So I don't Believe these folks that God don't ain't worried about your body. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He want all of you, as I said. Now, look at my last scripture as we get ready to let you go. The book of Thessalonians. Body, soul, and spirit. Understanding it. I understand it better now than I did years ago. Uh, I wonder about, Lord, save my soul. What What am I asking him to say? I'm asking him to save my mind. I'm asking, I'm asking him to say my spirit. I want to have a good spirit. I, and, and if I have a good spirit, it will impact my soul. And, and, and therefore, uh, it, it goes on to the, to the body. I want to show you something here. In, in Thessalonians, Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, Paul said these things right here. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. And take a look at verse number 23. Y'all listen to me? All right. Don't go to sleep on me now. First uh, Thessalonians five and twenty three. Check this out. Here's what he said, and and Paul said, and I pray. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. And and the very God of peace, y'all see it. And the very God of peace, five and twenty three. The very God of peace. He's talking to his brothers and sisters. Sanctify you wholly. That means your whole body, from from the from the head to the toe, from the crown of your head to the feet. Okay, I pray God, the very God of peace, will, he will uh, uh, sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit, see that? Your whole spirit and soul, see that? And body, there it is. God wants all of you. Your spirit, your soul, and your body, he said, be preserved. Y'all see that? Be preserved, blameless, until the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, all of you are uh, all of you are important. Every bit of you is important, from the head to the toe. And so Paul is saying, uh, 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 "I'm praying that God He will preserve your your spirit. That's important. Your soul is important. Your body is important. Now, why why why, Brother Jones, are you saying the body is so important when God just won't? He's just worried about the soul. He's just worried about the spirit." That's all. No, he he's concerned about all of it. Here, 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 here it is right here. Cause we have to, we got to represent. We got to represent. Here it is right here. Now, we got to represent. If the spirit, you understand the spirit in the soul. Here it is. If the spirit is bad, it will contaminate the soul. Y'all get this? If the spirit is bad, it will contaminate the soul, and it will reflect. The body appearance. Let me say it again. If the spirit is bad, it will contaminate the soul. And when the soul is contaminate, contaminated, it will reflect the, our bodily appearance. This is why you see people say, uh, you see folks out here doing drugs and doing dope and drinking and, and just messing up and cutting up sideways. Look at these people that are doing meth, all this terrible drug. So well, the spirit is bad. And so the spirit is bad, 
it it reflects the soul. Uh, no, no, when the spirit is bad, it contaminates their soul. And then when the soul is contaminated, it, it reflects their body appearance. And so when you look at, uh, uh, at their body, how they look from doing this horrible drinking and, and drinking, the, 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 they look so bad in the face, they, they, they look thrown away, they look older than what they are. Okay? This is what I'm saying. All of you are, all of you are, 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 are is important. So uh, the, the, the spirit... If it's bad, it will contaminate my soul, and then my soul, it will reflect my bodily appearance. And this is why they look so rough. They got a bad spirit. And when you got a bad spirit, it's going to make you do bad things. It's going it to contaminate the soul. And, and the soul going gonna, gonna to be reflected. What's in your soul going to reflect on the outside of your bodily appearance. It's going to make you not, you're not going to be well kept. You're just gonna look terrible. You're gonna look like an addict. You're gonna look like a drunk. You're gonna look like a. You're gonna look like a whatever. Whatever it is that you got contaminated with. So the spirit is very, very important that you have a good spirit because it will affect your soul, and then when it affects your soul, it it will it will uh, wreak havoc on your bodily appearance. Y'all follow what I'm saying? God want all of you, body, soul, and spirit, brothers and sisters. Strive to have a good spirit. I thank God. I pray God. God give me a a, a, a loving spirit, a peaceful spirit, because my, that my spirit is going to affect my soul, and then my soul is going is going to reflect my outward appearance, and that's very important. So, the body, the soul, and the spirit is is what we are made of. I understand a little bit better. You understand much much better. So. Uh, I thank God for saving my soul. I thank God for saving your soul. He's saving all of us right now. Your spirit is very, very important. Your spirit, brothers and sisters, is what makes me fall in love with you. When I met my wife, I didn't fall in love with her body. I fell in love with her spirit. She made me laugh. She made me happy. I liked the way she talked. I like I liked the conversation. I fell in love with the spirit. You follow what I'm saying? I fell in love with the spirit. Because I wouldn't fall in love with a body because a body, a body don't look now like what it looked like when we got married, okay? And mine don't look like what it looked like when we got married uh, 40-something years ago. It don't look the same. So she didn't fall in love with my body. She fell in love with my spirit. My spirit affected my soul. And this is what people need to understand. It's very important that you have a good spirit. God bless you. I hope these words help you out today. God bless you. Until next time. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.